Wait, I'm trying to wait again. There it goes. Ah. Hello, Stanley. Hello, Bill. We said it backwards. That's right. I got it in first this time. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the BS Car Guys podcast. We're glad to have you. Whether it's morning, afternoon, midday, supper time. Do people eat supper still? Oh, yeah. I think that's still a country folk thing. Whatever time you're listening to the podcast, driving the Second work, breakfast, driving, all those things. Third breakfast, you know. <laughs> you could have been a... You could have been like a a, a background person in, in the Lord of the Rings stuff. 100%. I yep. just, yep, I'm looking at you now. Yep, you, you're you supposed to be a hobbit. Yep. You know, I've got some unusually large, wide feet, so I could be a hobbit. You know what they said about people with big feet? They wear big shoes. Yep, and they usually stretch out socks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's... I always like to say this whenever somebody brings up socks. I don't know why, but I like to say this. When when I was in sixth grade, we had one of those days where you like watched a movie. You know, that happens. Um, and I want to say it was like gym class at the like end of the year, you know, so that we were just watching a movie. We watched a documentary about Michael Jordan. Now, this was Michael Jordan pre-first retirement. You know, this is like back in the day. Michael Jordan, height of his career, Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. And in this documentary, he said that he wore, like for game days or whatever, he wore a brand new pair of Air Jordans every day. Like he never put on a pair of shoes two days in a row. You know, it's always a new pair. Uh-huh. And even then, in my mind, and I agree with this, this is one of those things that my mind hasn't changed on since 1993. I immediately said, that's terrible. Who <laughs> wants to wear? I was like, I'm way smarter than Michael Jordan. Who wants to wear a brand new pair of shoes every day? You never get them broke in. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, how uncomfortable would that be? How uncomfortable. Now, that being said, I would absolutely wear a brand new pair of socks every day. Yeah, because once you put a pair of socks on, they never get that new sock feel back. New sock feel is the best feel. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Did you know they make socks in sizes now? I did not know that this was a thing. I thought they made them in like size ranges. Now, I do have some socks that are foot specific, like literally left foot, right foot socks. I got some, uh, what, is, what was the fancy brand? Oh, whatever. They got left and right on them. I'm pretty sure I'll put them on backwards all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you're a Marine. You don't know your left from your right. Exactly. But yeah, I was I was listening to I was listening to uh, radio or something. You listen to Sirius XM and stuff, and they got the same commercials that come on ESPN all the time. And this is company. They got socks with sizes. They even got half sizes. That's crazy. That I, is weird. I would have a hard time because I have such a weird wide foot and my left foot is wider than my right foot. So that always causes problems when I go to try on shoes because, you know, every time you open shoes in a shoe store or pull a shoe off the shelf, it's always the right foot. The left one's in a box full of tissue paper or some weird cardboard thing with a stick poking out of the back of it. And, but in order to make sure they're going to fit comfortably, I have to try on the left one. So I'm, I'm a pain to go shoe shopping with. So yeah, speaking of your right foot, you know what you do with your right foot? You mash the gas pedal. That's right. 
You drive the car. And, you know, this is a car podcast, not a weird people feet podcast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I can make a pretty good comparison between just about any car and a type of shoe. I, I really think there's a lot in common with the design of a shoe and the purpose of a shoe and, and the design and purpose of a vehicle. So I, I might be could tie that all together, but I, mean, I won't, we, I won't try. We're skilled. We wouldn't have to try. We're skilled enough to do that. You know, cause you know, just like, like shoes, you had specific shoes for specific things. There you go. Cars have specific purposes. Yes, they do. That's exactly right. Every car has a purpose. Hey, listen. Um, so we did not lie on last week's episode. We did not tease this week's spend my fake money challenge um, because there really isn't a spend my fake money challenge. It kind of is the whole episode. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is the whole episode. So in this episode, what we plan on doing is. I would buy a blank car, but some glaring fault or this the thing that would prevent us from buying the car. Kind of like that pair of shoes that you put on that just don't feel right. You know, right, I mean? right. You think you want them, but something just doesn't. Something's not right. Yeah. So that's that's what we're going to talk about tonight. I don't know how many Stanley has. I only had two for myself, and then I picked one for Stanley. Yeah. So. We did uh, a couple for us because, you know, there's a, we know our butts. And then <laughs> that's, we know our butts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're 13 years old again. Yes, we My are. My joke. Did we stop being thir- that 13 year old? No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The 13 the year old lives on inside of all of us. Absolutely. And so we did, we did a couple for ourselves, and then we did, we did one for each other because, you know, we tried to guess the other person's butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I don't man. know if I tried to guess your butt, but I came up with what should be your butt. What my butt should be in? Yeah, or should not be in. Should not be in. <clears throat> so... Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first because one of mine is pretty. My first one is pretty obvious, and because uh, we've talked about this before, and okay. people have heard me rant about it before, so I might as well rant about it some more. So my first thing, and I'm gonna preface all mine like this because you know we try to be professional around here. Uh, I would buy a Camaro or a Mustang, but. They ain't got no back seats. I got to think about having a back seat. Right? Did I? Why? What? The list I'm looking at. And so I sent Bill links because my butts, especially for this one, I've been, I've, this, this is just. I'm so thing. confused. All right. So let me, let me get there. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll get you there. So I would buy a Camaro or a Mustang, but for these reasons, and then we're going to, you'll see how it ties in. So okay. Camaros and Mustangs, they say they got four seats. They ain't got four seats. No, they do not. I, I, they should stop. Lying. That's like Porsche and 911 got back seats. No, don't. they don't have a back seat. They have a it's, shelf. Yeah, stop stop lying to people. Uh, I mean, you could have saved that leather. That, that's one cow, one more cow that could be walking around the earth right now. Well, <laughs> given how little leather is actually in those back seats, it's like one cow's leg. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And especially the Mustang Camaro is a is a plastic cow. 
Let's head oh. on over to Old Mac Vinyl's farm <laughs> and pick up a cow. Yeah, little known fact, people, a lot of the things that people tell you that's leather in cars is not leather. That's right. Old Mac Pleather had a farm. Eer, eer, eer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that got to the point now where they can make some pretty good pleather, but uh, it's still pleather. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I got to think about back seats. I like, I like for a car to have uh, be to be versatile enough that if I need to put somebody back there, I can put somebody back there. If I need to right. put some stuff back there, I can put some stuff back there. And those cars just don't offer that. There's more room in the back of a um, oh, what's my car? Oh gosh, the '86 platform. Then there, then there is in in, in the Camaro Mustang. And the Camaro Mustang are way bigger cars. Way bigger cars. Um, it's um, and then the other another but is Mustang and Camaro people. If you are a Mustang and Camaro person, I am talking to you. I don't mean to offend you. I'm just going to point out some things that you do that you shouldn't do. Mustangs and Camaros are not the fastest cars on the planet. What? So stop telling people that. Mustangs and Camaros should be driven forward in a line and not backwards into a telephone pole because people are around you and you're trying to show off. You should have probably preferenced that with one of those like do 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 breaking news alert thing because yep. you are shocking the world's brains right now. Camaros I- and Mustangs are not faster than Lamborghinis. Yeah, right. I remember my stepdad. So this is another thing that Bill and I have in common. So um, we are both country-ish. Yes, we are both. We are both. We grew up poor. We uh, we're pretty stable now, but we grew around. We grew up around some people who uh, thought backwards. I said that correct. Backwards. Backwards. So my stepdaddy tried to convince me for at least the majority of the time that I was around him that the Mustang was faster than the Corvette and faster than the 911 and faster than all that stuff. You know what the Mustang wasn't faster than back then? Nothing. The Ford Taurus SHO. Yes. (laughs) I was like, are you serious? This car got 225 horsepower. If you're lucky on day one. Yeah. I was like, no, no, it is not the fastest thing. And then, then somebody went and got the, the Mustang not, not the Mustang, the Camaro, and it had the V6 in it, and they just knew that was the fastest thing. I had a PE teacher who had the um, the Mustang, uh, the Camaro RS, it had a V6 in it. It did not have a V8 in it. I don't care the, what nobody said. Rally Sport? Yeah, the Rally Sport. Now, it was pretty, but it was not fast. Mm-mm. He could spin the tires on gravel. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying, look, so... I have these theories about things and you know, I don't mind saying things that may offend every single person in our audience. What? So, so I have these theories and they, they, they're all over the place, but like I have a theory that, um, I like to say, like when people say, Oh, do you have an iPhone? I say, no, I'm not a 12 year old girl. Now (laughs) I say that because no, not every 
iPhone owner is a 12-year-old girl. But right. every 12-year-old girl is an iPhone owner. So Correct. <laughs> so, Correct. so right. that's why right. I can say that, right? And and so I'm going to using that as my preference point, I'm going to say that every I rock or rally sport I rock. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> every I rock or rally sport owner <laughs> I rock Z. Right. Either has a mullet, a um with Yosemite Sam tattoo or or a wife beater because they're also a wife beater. Now is that because every single one of those car owners fit that criteria? No. But every single person who has a Yosemite Sam tattoo or beats their wife or well, whatever the first thing I said was has a mullet has owned or currently owns an IROC Z or a rally sport. So I'm just, I'm putting it out there. Yeah. I would agree. GM knew their their audience. They kept making them for them and they kept buying them. I'm I'm pretty sure the guy designing it, designed it in a white tank top. Yeah. And for the fact, I, uh, let me go ahead and say this. I don't. It's not that I don't like Mustang, Mustang and Camaro people, but I don't like Mustang and Camaro people. <laughs> <laughs> you can own a Mustang or a Camaro and not be a Mustang and Camaro person, but like Bill just said, every all the Mustang and Camaro people that own those cars, I don't. I. I. I it is. It is. It is. It's like trying to convince somebody that the world is round when they in twenty twenty they believe the world is flat. I don't that know. That is a useless many, conversation. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> many male Mustang owners. Now, I, I do know a couple, but I don't know many that don't have a direct correlation belief between thinking that their their Mustang is the fastest car. Well, let me rephrase this. They, it's an either or or a both situation. They think that their Mustang is faster than it really is, just like they also think that they are a lot stronger than they are. Yep. I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is. And again, I know a couple of exceptions to this rule. So if you're my friend and you're an exception to this, I'm not talking about you, but I am talking to you, Jason. But they are typically the kind of person who like work out excessively and think that they are much stronger than they really are and that other people view them as being very masculine and very strong and fit. And they also view their Mustang as being very fast and aggressive and capable. And the reality is, is that both are fairly mediocre. Yep. Yep. Now, and, also, Again, I'm not talking about you, friend of mine who owns a Mustang, but I, I am, am talking, talking about other Mustang owners that I've known. I am talking about you, Jason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like, he's a reformed Mustang person, so he's better. He drives a Prius now, too. So think, think, make that math make sense. He went from a Mustang to a Prius. Think about that. How does that work? Exactly. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had more than a wake up call. <laughs> yeah. He got some Prozac or something. Yep. Yeah. But uh so 
I believe Mustangs and Camaros can be good cars. Yeah. And on in all trim levels. They can be the cars have a purpose. I mean, if you got an EcoBoost Mustang, that car's a little it's it's quick. It handles decently. I mean, it can be a fun car to drive every day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and then you got things like the the GT five hundred and the one LE and all them crazy cars. Those cars are really, really, really capable. That if ain't a Mustang. You are also really, really, really capable. Yeah, yeah. If you are, good point. If you can drive it, you yes. can do that. <laughs> yes, you can do that. But that ain't the Mustang or Camaro that the, that they get. They go get. The, the cheapest one with the V8 that can get put the loudest exhaust that they want, and they rev it at the at, at the light excessively. I don't know why. I don't, I, okay, I don't so get, let me ask the question. How does this connect to, is this why you wouldn't buy one because you're not one of those people? Yes. I got lost. I got. I was like, where are we at? How did we all get right, here? All right, it's all cool. But, so reasons why I wouldn't buy a Mustang or something all right, those are the those are the base of the reasons. And Bill, can you click those links, please? Which one do you want me to click first? You can click all of them. Just go ahead and click them all. <laughs> are they all the same car? Are they all a Honda Ridgeline? Yeah, please yeah. don't tell me they're all Honda Ridgeline. Yes, okay, man. this is the same car from last week's episode. No, it is not. One, well, one of them is. So, <laughs> <laughs> 2012 Chrysler 300 SRT8. Two, two of them are. So the links I just sent, Bill... Are reasons cars that reasons other reasons why I wouldn't buy a Mustang. I could not buy a Mustang or a Camaro because the Dodge Charger exists, and the Dodge Charger and the Chrysler 300 SRT8, they have seats in them. They they fit all my stuff. I can put other people in them. And why would you buy a Mustang? I in my head, I can't buy a Mustang because you're, those cars are out there. You're you're not 21 years old. Exactly. You know? That's that's why you can't get it around your head as to why this is not the better option. Now I will I will preface this by you people you you people I said that correctly who who drive challengers y'all are encroaching upon the Mustang Camaro people. It's are, getting there. Y'all are getting there. Y'all y'all need to come. Y'all need to simmer down a little. Okay, bit. so that's your fr- oh well. Your second link's the same vehicle. It's. 2019 Dodge Charger RT Scat Pack. Yeah. Why would you buy? Did you know that the Mustang? Oh, yeah. Let me. This is a good time for me to point out we did have a $40,000 budget this week. Oh, we we did? Oh, yeah. I'm under that, I think. Yeah. I'm way under well, that. You are so far. The first two I've clicked, you're under it just on the second one by $1. Yep. Yeah. Hey, $1 counts. $1 counts. And the most. Hey, did you click the third link yet? Uh, yes, the 2008 Lexus ISF. Yep, that car does Mustang and Camaro stuff better. Yes, and has a back seat with four yeah. doors. Yeah, I can be comfortable. I can drive the work in that. I don't attract the, the attention of every police officer within that on three miles of me because of how loud it is. Okay, so we're going to do things a little out of order today because I feel like we have to. I feel like it's it's it, it's suitable to do this. So given those first two links, I want you to pull up my email and I want you to click on the third link. You just remembering links. Number three. All right. Well, I only have three links on there, but... <laughs> so is this the one that you would buy me? 
but there is a but. Right, all right, what's the but? Actually, you know what that is? Absolutely, that's a pretty car. I like that car. So this is a 2018 Dodge Charger RT392 that I picked for Stanley before I knew that his two he were going to pick for himself were the same car. Um, this one is $2 under budget. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is the Scat Pack. And, um, you know, it's this is the car that Stanley really wants. But I'm going to give him his butt. What's my butt? What's your, your version of my butt? The but is, you want this car, but you don't need this car. Oh no! You, no, you no. are you in your mind. Like if this was a real thing, you're going to be going from a Dodge Grand Caravan to that this car. My, that is not my daily driver deal. Are you daily driving the Kia? Yes, my daily driver is a Kia Optima, sir. Okay, that's a larger leap than the Grand Caravan. <laughs> <laughs> you I might agree. should have just left that alone. <laughs> I, I, I agree. <laughs> hey, that, it's a really nice Kia. I like my Kia. It is a nice Kia. It's, it, it looks so nice that when I saw the picture of it the other day, I forgot that you had had it for a while and I thought you'd got a new one. All right. So I would actually buy that car again. You know what? You just bring up, you just brought up a point. Another reason, another car that I didn't see your link for Reasons why you don't need to buy a Mustang or a Camaro is because the Kia Stinger exists. Yeah, the Stinger just doesn't look as good, though. Like, as much as I want to like the Stinger from, like, an engineering and an ability standpoint, I, like, I see it and I'm like, I really want to like that car. And then I look at it from, like, the rear three quarters and I'm like, but I don't really like that car. So I, I have a hard time with it. I want to like it. I really want to like it, but I, I just struggle to like it. So this is my butt. This is my butt. Let me get my butt. Get your butt. We are going to break a record for the number of butts in an episode. Um, this car is more drivetrain than you need. And, and, and this, is, this is my logic here. It's not that you're not going to enjoy it. You would enjoy it. You would love it. It would it would definitely tick all the boxes for you. It's got a hood scoop. It makes good sounds. Mm -hmm. But you don't drive enough for it to really pay off. For you to really be able to enjoy this vehicle, you're just going to have to go just cruising around town, burning gas. It's not really your thing. At, at your age, you, you don't... You keep saying that like I'm like 75 years old. Well, I mean. Thank you, I, Bill. Yeah. You. <laughs> so. I'll, I will make but, sure I'll remind is, your wife. Point. Yeah. I'll make sure I'll remind your wife how old we are. Oh, yeah. That's touchy. <laughs> Y'all are the same age. <laughs> You're so young, Stanley, and beautiful. <laughs> exactly. Thank I you, I love sir. you so much because you're so young and healthy and attractive looking. Stanley and my wife. Um, so, so, but, but really, so expensive tires, expensive brakes, expensive oil changes, expensive, mm -hmm. expensive, all of the things that come along with a performance car. Mm -hmm. However, you would not be using it in a performance capacity. You're just going to be cruising and enjoying life and 
every once in a while you're going to pull up beside some young buck at a stoplight and you're going to goose it from zero to 45. I agree with you. <laughs> you, you would be long term now, and you keep a car as long as I do, if not longer. A lot of times, you, I'm, I'm on year nine in the van. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that makes us unheard of in the car market. Okay, when I was on Neil's podcast, and and Neil said that I own a car for like ten years, Daniel was like, "What?" Like exactly. Like, but like somebody had said, it, "It's like Neil had said, uh, dude over there's got the COVID." <laughs> so you know it just it's unheard of so i think long term enjoyment value for dollar in ownership of the car you would be happier in a 300 or a charger with the six cylinder and all-wheel drive because you would get that instant acceleration grip and takeoff and you would get that kind of pull in the seat of that torque and the and the acceleration. Yeah, you couldn't do burnouts, but the first time you did a burnout and had to replace two tires for twelve hundred bucks, you'd be mad about that. So, I think long term over the life of owning the car, in your mind, you would always think you're driving a Scat Pack, but you would be happier, and your wallet, and your wife, and your household would be happier. If you were in the six cylinder with all wheel drive, that's my butt. I okay, I agree with you, but <laughs> but if if they made a version of the six cylinder, oh my god, I'm about to sound like a Camaro person or a Mustang person. Oh gosh, uh oh, uh oh. If they made if they made the six cylinder with a package that made it look more like the RTs and um the RTs and the three ninety twos and stuff like that, I would buy that car over there. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Because I'm gonna do nothing crazy, and I'm gonna drive it to and from work, and I'm gonna put right. my family in the back seat if I need to, and I'm gonna do regular car stuff with it. I'm not trying to trying to do all the other stuff. I'm just I don't think that's that's not the case. If I'm doing a performance driving and I got a car for performance driving, this ain't the kind of performance driving I'm I'm doing. I'm using that car for cruising. But but another but. I right, click them last two links real quick so we can get off this Camaro Mustang thing before somebody before the Camaro Mustang people shut our internet off. <laughs> <laughs> shut our internet off. They don't All even right. know what it is. Now I do think the Lexus ISF is more suitable for you because it is not as it's more refined, right? It's yeah, not as yeah. it's not as muscle car-y Hoonigan ish as the the chargers and the three hundred SRT eights are. So I, I do feel like you could probably get by with that. Um but again you're the the premium cost of ownership that come along with a premium car would would grate on you over time. Ooh, I, think that, I wouldn't think that Lexus would cause the, the like it wouldn't give you Audi issues. You know what I mean? Because underneath is a Toyota. Yes, <laughs> agreed. You're right. Yes, that's exactly right. And for the record, that Lexus that I showed you 
is not the same Lexus as the before that we talked about last week. If you look, what? Had, it's not the same one. It's not. Nope. Are you sure? I am positive. Wow. You're right. It's not. That's a different. Yeah. Ooh, I like this one. Huh. Man, that is a good looking car. See, I got so caught up in the Kamau Mustang thing that, yeah, I really like that car. I really like that car too. More people should consider this car. Yeah, this it, car and the Infinity G, what is it, the M50 or G, what is it, Q50? Q50. Uh, Q- no, they changed it. Yeah, the Q50 and the Q60. Yeah. Yeah, more people should consider those two cars. Those are two really good cars. Yep. I like Man, them. This is a good car. So, I also another reason why you don't need to buy a Mustang or Camaro. You know how much Mustangs and Camaros cost, now? Yeah, they they ain't cheap. Yeah, they started like collectively. They started like thirty thirty five thousand dollars somewhere around there, and they go all the way up to about a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Now, I will say this. That cement gray color on that Dodge Charger RT scat pack that you had on there, mm-hmm. that is my favorite Charger color. Yes, I love that color. I think they call it ceramic something, but they should call it cement because that sounds better. <coughs> well, cement is the color that Toyota uses for their um, TRD stuff. That's their, their flat gray is called cement. So maybe there's a maybe they're not allowed to use it, but... Maybe Toyota got there first. And that's why Toyota's winning. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. So the other reason is for Mustang and Camaro money now, you know what you can do? A 2014 Chevrolet Corvette Z51 LT3. Yeah, you can buy a Corvette. For $34,500. And it's a good looking must- or Corvette. I like it. That car got a whole I like lot of miles on it. I don't know. You see how many miles is on it? <laughs> 90, he drove that one. 3,000 miles. You found the one Corvette owned by a dude under the age of 75. Yep. Because this guy, either that or he was 75, he got in it and his hip locked up and he couldn't get back out. So he just drove it everywhere. I need to go to the kitchen, crank the car and drive in there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, the the point of it is, and the last car is a Chevy SS, which... Oh, yes. But th- hey, somebody spent a little money on this one to put the holding badges on it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's why I picked that one. This I like it. I, I like the Chevy SS, and to me, it's it's way better car than the Camaro. Ooh, yeah. this one's. Oh, I thought this one had a manual. I got excited. 2017 Chevrolet SS for forty thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars with forty thousand miles on it. That is a pretty good price, even though I think this orange is too ticket getter attention grabby for that vehicle. I like the yeah. black or the even that like blue color they had in 2017. Yeah. Those are good colors. The only reason I picked this one over the the, the, the one that you just described is because it had the holding badge on it. Yep. Yeah. The whole <laughs> somebody done the work on the holding badge. Now, did they spend the the real money and did they swap out the airbag cover? Nope. Oh, they didn't even do the center caps on the wheels, so I know nope. they didn't. <laughs> uh, he, you know, he knew a little bit. He was like, you know what? I'm not doing all that. Yeah. But, yeah, but so, that's a good car. So I understand your butts for me, which we kind of did two in one. And you're right. Um, I, I, I really think um, 
I really kind of think FCA should figure out how to put a turbocharger or two on that Pentastar V6 and be a different kind of performance car. Yeah, that would work. And, you know, but that V6 would, I mean, the V6 got 300 horsepower. Yeah. I mean, the the V6, that, that V6 has more horsepower than the, the Camaro and the Corvette did all through the 90s. Right. So. Well, I mean, Dodge is going to have to do something um, to help with their fuel consumption numbers across the board because they're still making a lot of big V8 high horsepower vehicles, mm-hmm. but they're not selling, they're not making as many, uh, I mean, the, is the, the darts gone. So there's nothing, no to, right. There's nothing to offset their fuel consumption numbers. So, um, unless they start offering a four cylinder charger, you know, the, the, or a hybrid their their averages have got to be creeping the like federal yeah. limit on what you can have for fuel economy standards. I think that's why they did. I think one, that's one of the reasons why they did that whole merger with FCA and then another merger with somebody else. Cause the little fiats and stuff got to be offsetting something somewhere. Yeah. Maybe that's how they get by with it. Cause it's the auto group and not just one brand. Yeah. All right, so my two cars that I picked okay. for for what I would buy, but they're two totally different vehicles. Okay. So the first link, you can click on that first link. 2019 Toyota 4Runner TRD. See these all the time that don't look like they ever seen dirt ever. Yes, so this is a TRD <laughs> off-road. This is not a TRD Pro. And I'll go ahead and tell you, you if you see a TRD Pro, I guarantee you they don't go off-road. Because people who actually want to off-road these things, they never buy the TRD Pro because they're going to put a lift kit on it and they're going to put bigger tires on it. So why spend the money on the fancy, expensive shocks from Toyota if you're just going to replace them with a lift kit, right? That's, that's That's not wise spending habits. So that's why I wouldn't buy a TRD Pro but more to the point of butts. So this TRD off-road, which used to be the TRD trail or just the trail. Um, and then they went to TRD off-road and now they even have like TRD premium. Toyota's kind of all over the place with their that, TRD padding. Yeah. Um, so here's my butts on this vehicle. And there's a few. For $39,980, that's the price on this vehicle. So... $20 under my budget of 40. Uh-huh. Um I can buy yes it's going to have higher mileage but honestly with Toyota's mileage is not a consideration. Yep. I mean they I just agree. they just last forever. You know, if you're sh- scared of high mileage then that's that's on you. Um you know, you, you need to have a little heart to heart with what you're willing to drive. Um but for for that money I can buy some really really nice land cruiser parts on an old land cruiser right and <laughs> you can and, buy the land cruiser and the parts and yes. pick with some service <laughs> yes yeah i mean i can buy two land cruisers i can have a spare land cruiser and <laughs> and so that's and when i mean land cruiser i'm saying like 80 or 100 series right not not a 200 because a 200 is still expensive money um but they're also way bigger but 100 series or honestly even the better choice than that if you have to have something newer, the Lexus GX, right? Yeah, I was about to say that. You you know, you're getting you're getting a much 
better vehicle with a little more space in the GX, a lot more space in the 100 Series Land Cruiser, eight passenger seating or more cargo room in the back for, you know, camping supplies or dogs or whatever it is you're hauling back there, soccer balls and sippy cups. Um, yeah. But you got better off-road ability. Um, you have a better drivetrain because in both the GX and in the 100 series, you're going to have a V8. The 4Runner doesn't offer a V8 anymore. In fact, this the, the the engine in the 4Runner is a little better than the engine in the Tacoma, but they're both underwhelmed whenever you start adding stuff. Stuff. I you mean, know, to be honest, front and uh, rear bumpers and sliders, you're talking six, 700 pounds of metal you're putting on that vehicle. Roof rack, now you're at 800 pounds. That really, w- and then you fill it full of stuff and people. You you really are working that engine hard all the time. Yeah, I, I never understood because that I mean those things can't be light to start off with. No, because because it is a truck. I mean, it's yes. it's not a crossover. It, it doesn't pretend to be a crossover at all. Uh, people buy them and try to use them as crossovers, which I think is uh, another dumb thing that people do. But that's all. <laughs> right. It's like, oh yeah. So let me go ahead and hit that real quick. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you bought a full runner to put your family in, take it back to the store and go get a Highlander. Yeah, I, I mean, this, yes, take it. Back. Yes, yeah. Unless you're going <laughs> off, unless you're going off road, and you're right. If you bought it as a family vehicle, it you bought it because you wanted it to look a certain way, not yeah. because it made the most sense or was the best value for the dollar. Because it isn't either one of those. And you probably thought the FJ was cool. Hey, the FJ was cool. What are you saying? Um, did Did you ever get in one of them? Yes. Did I ever get in the back seat? No. That's where I was going. Yeah, like, no. I always liked the FJ. I got super excited when they first showed the show version. I went to the Toyota dealership the first day they had a new one and got in it. It was so new they wouldn't let me drive it because they probably knew who I was. But, hey, I you know... I was super excited about it. I really wanted one. They were just always out of my price range, new. And then once once they, you know, been around for a while, I started doing the research on them and and the ones that you could get a hold of pretty easily, and this is still true, the ones that are still relatively cheap, the first, you know, the like two early, 2009 and earlier ones, you don't want. They got, there's, there's, you don't want if you were going to really do some serious stuff with them because there's too many things that weren't quite right. Um, and they got, they got a lot better, you know, 2010 or newer, but, but anyway, that being said, that being said, if you, I just want to see the the look of your face. I'm going to take this down real quick. I want to see if you thought the FJ was cool. You thought the Azuzu via cross was cool too. Yes, I love the video. You are horrible. <laughs> oh my god. That didn't go the way you thought it was gonna go, did it? <laughs> oh my god. I Let love the check. Via Cross. The Iron Man edition was awesome. Neoprene seats, oh washable floorboards, factory Jeez. locking differential. Dude, I remember when the Azuzu dealership in Jacksonville had one that was yellow and black, and I was like, man, I wish I could have that thing was 40 thousand dollars when we were making like eighteen thousand dollars a year there's no way i could afford that vehicle but i wanted it i was like that thing is so advanced for its time it made a jeep wrangler look like a joke in 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 1998 when it you know not 
obviously not now. Uh, a new Rubicon would destroy one on the trail, but they're still super duper capable. I don't care how ugly it is. I care more about technical sheets. Uh, I would drive an Isuzu V across today. Do you do you do you cook blue mask too? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even check to see what color it is, brother. <laughs> Because you probably got a Pontiac Aztec in the backyard now. <laughs> that's, that's the next thing you're going to tell me. No. That, no. Well, I do remember when the Aztec first came out. It was really good marketing for, I mean, <laughs> it was ahead of its time for the, like, crossover, overlanding. The The Aztec was a better vehicle than its reputation. I agree with you. I just wanted to see you fix your brain and make a business case for an Aztec. <laughs> Okay, I'll say this. I would I would drive a Pontiac Aztec today before I would drive the what was the Oldsmobile version of it? The Bravada? Uh, or, oh no, no, it wasn't even the Bravada. What was the Oldsmobile version? It was uh, it was worse. It uh, was worse. They did make an Oldsmobile Bravada. I thought that was based on the same thing as like the black the the. Well, the that Aztec. came later. That came later. But I do agree with you that the Aztec was uh was ba- was before its time. I, it's a couple cars that were out there that were way before its time. Little known fact: the Aztec actually shared parts with the GM minivans of the time, not the GM SUVs. Ah, and it had all the what, what's your uh, what's your term for cheap plastic? Judge cheap plastic. Yes, yeah, it had all of that in it on the inside and the outside. And then they, yes. uh, and then uh, oh, what 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 else was kind of before? So, actually, GM did a couple cars. Oh, the Buick Rendezvous. Rendezvous. Oh, that that's the name of it. Rendezvous. Yes. Oh, yes. that was the one that came later. That was based on the minivan. Also, oh man, that thing was so it was so bad. It was so bad. Oh gosh. <laughs> remember, remember, so I got into a little debate with a friend of mine. Another friend of mine, uh, not too long ago. You remember the first generation uh, Chrysler Pacifica? Uh, yes. Tell me that isn't everything a crossover um, utility vehicle is right now. Convince me of that. I look, just Google That's it. Good. That's a good point. It is everything that everybody is buying buying right now. That vehicle came out. Five, six, seven, eight years too early. Yeah, it was ahead of its time. You're I, right. It, now, I mean, I actually liked it. My wife, my wife and my mother-in-law decided to set it, but like a hearse, so we couldn't get one. Therefore, we didn't get one. But I had one as a rental one time. It had a horrible transmission in it. Feel horrible. Like, horrible. <laughs> it, it terrible. T E R terrible. 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 It had, it was like one of the first ones with like the six speed with a six speed transmission in it. It shifted out of gears, in and out of gears, so fast and so unpredictably and so unreliable. I was like, I I don't know what you're doing. I just right. <laughs> it's like a car with Tourette's. Yeah, it was like first gear, third gear, first second, first second, yeah. third gear. 
Yeah, because it wanted to jump around to save gas. I was like, look, I just need you. I almost went over to, that was one of the first times I went over to the manual shift gate. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to do this better than you. <laughs> you, yep. you can't. But anyway. I, I, found that, them, I found myself doing that in my Jeep Renegade a lot because it never, it, it could not make it on, the, on like an interstate at 70 miles an hour. It was like seven, eight, seven, eight, seven, <laughs> eight, seven, eight, seven, eight. Oh, we're going downhill. Eight, nine, eight, seven. I mean, oh, it was man. just, I, I, it drove me crazy. That was the, that was the biggest thing I disliked about that vehicle was its transmission followed closely by the fact that it was too small. So for yeah. Record, for the record, you can get a vehicle, you can get a vehicle. They're, they're few of them still for sale. Yeah, they're out there. They're pretty cool. I like them. I always have. Um, I don't think that's going away, but anyway, the forerunner. Yeah. I, I, I sh- it should appeal to me. I should want to buy it. I do like them. I every once in a while I find myself thinking I want one, but I, but I always find myself looking for like the O one, O three, those two body styles, especially like the O threes in like the limited with the V eight and the yeah, third row seat. That's like the rare unicorn to find the limited V eight with the third row seat option. Because they flip down like a Land Cruiser, and it doesn't have three hundred thousand miles on it. Super rare. It's, it's the unicorn of Forerunners. Yeah, like that's the find. no, you're not gonna find. It. Like that's the one Forerunner I might would consider. Um, but it's just for the even used with a thousand miles on them or a million miles on them. They the price premium is too high when I know I can buy a better vehicle for less money. Yeah. And and that's the thing that's that's my biggest but is it's it there's not any one thing about it it's the total package and what that package is worth to buy a vehicle with cloth seats most of the time not the good Japanese cloth but cheap American cloth yeah. uh with a with a a gated shifter from not, from 2002 you know with yeah. all the things on there that that Toyota has skimped on to make the off-roading ability better you know that you would have to live with every day yeah you know to me there's there's better vehicles for the money if i'm going to drive a vehicle with old infotainment technology in it and an old gear shifter and and old cheap seats then i'm gonna buy a land cruiser and have eight passenger seating and a bigger vehicle and a v8 and more comfortable I, I agree with you. Um, I, the, the other thing about that is uh, they're not roomy at all. No, no they're not. They're they, not. Like you said, it's not the vehicle you should buy for a family because it's not going to be comfortable for your family. Is, now, if you have one kid, maybe. Yeah, if you got one, like you can pull it off. And even like if you you did so happen, the prices so happen to magically fall down and you convince yourself to get this, you would actually take it off road and stuff. So it fits your lifestyle better. Yeah. But you wouldn't be happy in that because you owned a daggone Land Cruiser. Yeah. Yeah. Even this 2019, I would not enjoy it as much as I... it got the same I, tech. It got the same level of tech. I, <laughs> I would not enjoy it as, as much as, as my 1996 Land Cruiser, honestly. You know what that, you know what that, 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 that Forerunner really does do, though? I just thought about this. What? I just found, I just found something. What does it do? You can buy a, uh, a head unit from Crutchfield and put it in there. 
Well, I put a head unit in my 1996, and it's got Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. I know, but that's a 96. This is 2019. There's a little bit of this. Your car was designed for Crutchfield. This car lives in a market where well, that's it true. has 3D. Did you see the, the well, you can't yes. see it on camera. The 3D yes. displays yes. and like the Genesis and all this stuff. Yes. While these guys, the, while Toyota is over here selling something from 1993, it's like, no, this is a 2020 one right here. This is the brand new one. Yes. Like, we can see that head unit. Yes. I, we took them out of Corollas back in the day. No. <laughs> so I'm going to do some, I'm, I'm going to do some, uh, this is the BS car guys podcast. So I'm going to do some BS math. This could be a new segment. I'm going to do some BS math. Okay. I don't, I don't know for sure. I'd have to do some research and run some numbers, but I'm going to make some guesses. So if you're a, a numbers person and you're listening to our podcast and you want to fact check me, feel free to do so and let me know how far off I am in my guesstimizations here. So I think, and this is, of course, we're talking American market here. I think a forerunner in, let's say, 1994, right? So a, a fairly well-loaded SR5, forerunner in 1994 i don't know what the price of it was but let's say it was roughly um 65 to 70 percent of the average yearly income of a person okay i'm just gonna you know average income so let's say it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 12 to fourteen thousand dollars new i'm guessing i'd I'd say 20 but, yeah. I don't think it was 20. So I think it was roughly 65 to 70% of a, an average income of $20,000. So that was in 1994. Today, a brand new top of the line TRD Pro 4Runner is like six, like fifty-five, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. To it's me, and there's just not a ton of difference size wise. It is, there's a lot more computers in it. You know, it'll do more, it'll, it's more capable off road because it has a track and terrain, you know, cr- crawl control and all the stuff that Toyota's engineers have come up with. So it's got a lot of tech in it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but wheelbase, width, the vehicle hasn't changed that much. But suddenly now the price is, 100% or 115% of the average yearly income of most, you know, the average person. So is the vehicle really 40 to 50% better? No. Because it's 40 to 50% more expensive. No. You see what I'm saying? And, yeah, and, I, I, and to I, I, me, and, and I'm a Land Cruiser guy and I love the Land Cruiser. I bet you it's worse than the Land Cruiser. I bet the new Land Cruiser is 200% more expensive than it was, you know, in, in the nineties. And it's definitely not 200% more, more better of a vehicle, more better. More so, better. right. So, so the price increase has has not, you know, everything's going to get more expensive. I get that, but it's not as justifiable. The increase, the amount of increase to me is not as justifiable. All that being said, that's my butt on the, Forerunner. We'll move on to the second one because I, I could just ramble forever. While well, you pulling that up, I see what you're saying with that math thing. It's kind of like the same math we we're talking about with uh, when we we're looking at the, talking about big boy SUVs and how a thing 
goes from $24,000 to $100,000. That much engineering isn't different. And by the way, that platform that they claim is new is the same as the one in the last generation truck yeah. made out of slightly different material. Yep. And it's like, oh, we did this this brand new chassis. It's the same chassis that you you didn't redesign it. You changed the materials. That's yes. not the same thing. <laughs> well, I said this. This is this is something that I feel I feel like I'm fairly accurate in this assumption. Um, but I said this on the other podcast that I was on on, on Neil's podcast. I think. Ooh. I think that we are currently in the new car market. I think we are, we are helping finance future technologies. We're paying, we're paying a lot of money now for stuff. That's going to be standard equipment on base model cars in five to 10 years. But because the technology is new, like hybrid drivetrains and batteries and 500 mile ranges and all that kind of, you're, we're paying ridiculous prices for it now so that the car companies can grow their engineering line item in a budget so that they can make this stuff easier and more affordable in the future. I see what you're talking about. I, I remember you saying that on, um, on uh, just the business guys, right? Businessmen. Yeah, creative businessman. Creative business, creative businessman podcast. Y'all should check it out. Neil and uh, Daniel on there, if they're doing the thing. But uh, yeah, I, I see where you're going. That we're kind of like in a weird gap year of this is the law before this thing takes off again. You know yes. what I mean? Uh, and because um, if you follow politics or things a little bit. You talk. You you hear recently they were talking about how uh, how uh, some of these larger co- companies get out of paying taxes, right? And one of the examples they were using was Amazon, where Amazon is claiming that they're like developing all this other stuff, so mm-hmm. they're reinvesting into the company, so they're yep. not actually have this profit because it's always going back to reinvestment. And car companies do the same thing. Where they will they will give you they'll say this thing is all new and it's a reskin and stuff because that money that they would have put into developing an all new chassis and newer engine technology and stuff they know now that they got to switch like you were just talking about with uh, with FCA they have to hybridize something or they're gonna be irrelevant or they're just gonna not be allowed to sell cars too that's yeah. another part yeah it's like it's because we we're just talking about the uh, hey, Chrysler should put two, a couple turbo uh, a couple turbo turbochargers on that uh, in the, on that V six. What they probably really need to do is hybridize that V six. Well, I feel like that's. I mean, I don't know why it's not already here when you basically already have a hybrid, a plug in hybrid V six in the minivan in the Pacifica. Yeah. yeah, and they they can, and I don't even say think they can make the real excuse of hey, is going to cut down on uh, uh, passenger space or cargo space or something like that. I was like, look, dude, I got a sedan. I've had a sedan for most of my life. I don't put that much stuff in my trunk. Throw some battery packs back there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm yeah. not saying that. There ain't somebody out there who does. And 
like uh, we, I think we were discussing this a little bit, or I just watched the video and I forgot to tell you. You can put a, you can hybridize. Uh, they got a, a hybrid uh, electric motor that you can put in the transmission now. Right. Know? And just to, just to give you that little bump. I think they were doing it with like the old Porsches in that video and stuff that I said. Yeah, yeah, the mild hybrid. Yeah, but that's better than nothing. I mean, if all them new, uh, all the new Mercedes E classes and S classes and things, all of those are hybrid cars. And the Audis, all of them are hybrid, turbocharged, twin turbocharged hybrid V sixes. Yep. I, I mean, that's that's our next. That's the next mainstream engine is. Uh, a turbocharged hybrid two liter four cylinder or a 3.5 or 3.6 liter V6. That's I think V6s are going to get smaller here in a second. You think so? You think we're going to see like three liter V6s, 2.8 liter V6s? I mean, I mean, it used to be a thing, but I mean, because it, I mean. Remember back in the day, oh, you just made, remember back in the day, Mazda made that like one point something liter V6 that they used to sell in that little car? I'm going to Google that. But anyway, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the VQ V6 used to be three liters, you know. So, so on a side note, when we were talking about the Pontiac Aztec and I, I Googled the Buick Rendezvous to try to remember what vehicle that was, I, I, I Google searched. Oldsmobile version of the Aztec, right? That was my Google <laughs> search. And and I found it. I mean, that's what worked to f- help me find the the um, Oldsmobile Rendezvous. But it also pulled up a bunch of cool old, uh, like, Oldsmobile Cutlass 442s because Aztec gold was a color. But you know what else that color was an option on? The 1969 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser. What? Yeah, the Vista Cruiser. Now that was a station wagon. <coughs> Had the little like skylight windows up on the roof, and the third row cargo area was higher than the second row. And dude, that station wagon was the jam right there. I would definitely drive one of those, especially with that four hundred big block in it. All right. So speaking yeah. of station wagons, yeah, that I brings me. A bit. That ahead. brings me to my second. Link, Stanley's already looked at it. I saw his facial expression when he opened it. Yep, because you make facial expressions when you see things like that. Yep, this is a 2016 Mercedes-Benz E350 4Matic wagon. Yep, that's pretty. It's very pretty. I love these wagons. I I really really love these wagons. This is like my favorite wagon on sale. It has tons of technology in it because it's Mercedes and it just does. You know, they have some of the best like adaptive cruise control lane keep stuff on the planet. It also has a rear facing fold up third row seat in the cargo area because why not? Things are so cool. This one has the AMG five spoke split wheels. This thing's gorgeous. It's $39,990. I'm waiting to hear the butt you got for this because I got all kinds of times of ways to try to make this make sense for you. I could I could make this make sense for you in my head a hundred different ways. So <laughs> let me hear this. And and it's all-wheel drive. You know, it's a, it's a V6. This thing only has 25,000 miles on it. It's got the sport package. 
it's piano black. You know, it's got the the big panoramic roof. One owner. This 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 car like it ticks a bunch of boxes for me. And I, and like I said, I love this car. I love wagons. It's the wagon that I wish my Audi was because it's bigger. It has more space. But. But. I want to hear it. All of my pain points from my Audi wagon are here but multiplied. There's tons of technology on this thing that is going to break and be expensive. There's big wheels, big tires, big brakes, sports package. Expensive, expensive, expensive. Cost of ownership of this car is my butt. The The initial buy-in price of $40,000 not too bad for a car that was probably close to $100,000 four years ago when it was new. 60% depreciation, I'll take that. You know, that's that's fine. And and knowing that I would buy it and drive it for 10 plus years, uh, you know, assuming it didn't break my wallet in repair costs, would make it a good buy but I'm pretty sure it would break my wallet in repair costs. That's the, 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 but is cost of ownership and pain of ownership of this vehicle. That's my, but it, it's a, it's the only, but, but it's a large enough, but that I'll look at the car. I may even lustfully look at the car, but I would never buy the car because of that. But, uh, so it's not how it's my job to change your mind. Cause I got a, butt to your, butt. ready for that. So I know you, and you know me. Anyway, we're not yep. gonna do that. Yeah, I know you, and I know what you did, uh, what you do. I know what you did, and I know how many people you know. I know one of them people. At least you got maybe one degree of separation from knowing a Mercedes mechanic. Oh, okay. That that isn't one of the fancy, crazy engined Mercedes. Now, no, no, it's was, a very common. If that was an AMG sixty three something, that did, I get you. But that's the three. That's the three and a half. What, which model did that one have? I'm sorry. Let me go back over here. Yep. Which model did this one have in it? Uh, yeah, anyway. this is the V six. Yeah, the three five, right? Yeah. yeah it's that just their standard in everything V6. Yeah. That motor is not a bad motor. No, it's not a bad motor. This is a decent drivetrain. Again, there's a bunch of like, oh, I, I could justify that. Yeah. So I wouldn't have issues. I wouldn't think that car would break down on you. Now, when it no, did. No, that's it's not going to break down. I'm actually... So this brings me back around to something I said a few podcasts ago. Reliable versus dependable. I will take I will take dependable, which means an occasional breakdown. Mm-hmm. And then you just exchange a bad part for a good part and you keep driving. I'll take that. This car is reliable in that it is designed to be bought new driven a hundred thousand miles and gotten rid of. Mm-hmm. And that's the current car culture mm-hmm. is at a hundred thousand miles. The car becomes toxic. Yeah, half the time now it's like 50, but you know, well, yeah, I get what that's, you- and, and because look, 
uh, lane departure warning module, uh, control box module for that and adaptive headlights, you know, $2,600 for a couple of parts. That's ridiculous. You should not have to pay that for two parts on a car. And they're both computery parts. I agree agree with you. With the expense really isn't going to be the um, finding somebody to do it and find a reliable mechanic and stuff. It's going to be the part itself. Yes. Getting it from Germany and all this other stuff. Yes. That. But I would almost, I would almost argue with you that that car is worth the squeeze. That you know, you know what I mean. You getting that car, knowing how much you like wagons, that wagon is worth the squeeze because that fits everything in your lifestyle except driving the going camping. Everything that you do. Oh, I I mean, I'd still go tent camping in a campground out of this thing. I just wouldn't go <laughs> off-roading in it. Yeah, okay. Go camping, too. Every, you drive a lot, that car is designed to just soak up miles. You you like to be comfortable because you got a bad back because, you know, Marines and, you know, all types of... Look, I got bad fine. knees. I don't have a bad back. I got bad but knees. It's coming. It's coming. Don't fit. <laughs> don't worry. But you're so much younger and more attractive than me. How can you say it's coming? That doesn't make any sense. I'll just say you got bad knees right now. You used to be a, a, a mechanic. Got, what were you when you were actually working on hydraulic stuff? Did that make you a mechanic? Engineer uh, thing? Uh, I was a service engineer, yeah. So on, engineer. on machines, not no, nothing hydraulic though. Yeah, well, I don't know. You do all types of voodoo stuff over there, anyway. Voodoo stuff. So you are a service engineer. Your back is going. So anyway, <laughs> you want to be comfortable when you want to be comfortable. That technology isn't probably going to age well because I'm telling you, we're about to have some big technology explosion. But I don't think that's going to matter to you. No, I mean I don't worry Bluetooth, too much about you, yeah I don't worry too much about the aging of the technology. I mean it does date a vehicle, but yeah, the, I don't worry too much about how it ages, as long as it keeps working. That that's like, my fear is it won't keep working. That car is worth the that piece of fruit right there is worth the squeeze for you. Mm-hmm. Anna would think your daughter would think it's cool. The puppy would think it's cool. You know, Kendra thinks we're crazy because, you know, our wives thinks we're crazy. So, you know, every, that car works for you. It is a, I don't understand why you don't already have that car. <laughs> you know I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the other but is that it would only be fully appreciated and enjoyed by half of my household. That's the other but. If, if I had to assign a second but to it, it's that my wife would not fully appreciate that car at the level I do because she already, her biggest complaint about the Audi is that it's too low to the ground. Uh She doesn't like feeling like when she gets in it, she's like sinking down into a seat that is low. Even though I tell her all the time, just, just raise the seat up as high as it'll go. Like then, then it won't be low, but this, you know, and that car is all like, it's supposed to be like a gray area of almost a crossover SUV, but it's still a wagon. This thing isn't even trying to do that. It's it's a low, sporty wagon. I mean, it even has the sport package on it. So it's got the like cross-drilled vented brakes, you know. I mean, it's 
Yes, I would enjoy this car. My wife would not enjoy driving this car. And that's, you know, in a, in a two or three car household, you need to be able to just swap cars around occasionally. Right. No, it's, no, no. Especially, especially, yes. But you're just trying to justify why Giselle can't drive a Corvette is what you're trying to do. That that is true. That that is also true. (laughs) But but you do need that. You need to be able to swap cars around in a family because, well, I'll I'll maybe preference this. If, If your household, if you have two cars and there's two drivers, or if you have three cars and there's three drivers, but all of those cars are within one model year or two model years of each other. I'll even say three model years of each other and have similar mileage. Then, then everybody can just drive their own thing and and that's fine. But if you have older, higher mileage vehicles, then the person who's going to drive the most that day should drive the vehicle with the least miles on it. Uh And, and, and that's our current situation. So like, if if my if all the cars can't appeal to all the people in the household, then then it becomes a point of contention, and that's one of the drawbacks of the Audi. And I know that it would be a drawback here, if not potentially magnified. That being said, though, now that I'm talking through it, my wife did come home a couple weeks ago and say to me, "I was working the car rider line at school." And this guy came through to drop off his kid. And I don't know what kind of Mercedes it was, but it was black and it had an AMG on the back. And I really liked it. It looked nice. And I said, yeah. who, who are you and what did you do with my wife? That is a beautiful lady right there. I tell you. Now, the reason I said no was it's not that Kendra can't drive that car. She she just doesn't want to. I know who Kendra is. You know her better than me. Obviously, you do. But Kendra, Kendra's first car was a Ranger, right? Well, technically, her first car was a Honda Accord. Then, oh. then the Ford. She didn't have that Accord very long ago. She had it like six months, and she's like, nope, I need a truck. Yep, that don't count. So, so her first car was a Ranger, right? Yeah. You married her. You knew. You meet the girl. You you meet the girl that's driving the Ranger. You know that it got to have four wheel drive Forever. for a while. That's Forever. that's what that's that's the life you chose. Yep. You like you meet the girl at the horse show. You know you about to about have a three fifty and a trailer. <laughs> and, yeah, you better learn to appreciate horses, right? That's yeah, right. Hey, right. so I sent you an email. Could you open up that email? Oh, so. Man. Similar to what you just did to me, right? So I had for you, I would buy you a G70, but, right, they don't sell it in a wagon. So I I have this written down on my computer screen. So I would buy you this instead. Did you see what that is? Yes. This is a brand new Volvo V60 cross country T5 all wheel drive. Hey, did you did you see how much it was? Uh, fifty one thousand one hundred sixty dollars. Hey, isn't that in the ballpark of the thing that you were looking at buying? Oh yeah, I mean that's that's cheaper than the Bronco what? was. Oh, 
You like wagons, right? I do like wagons. This is a very good looking wagon. And this wagon, so you can get this one doesn't have the option, but you know you had the air suspension. You can it can lift up a little bit and everything, and all this stuff. Hey, could you flip in and look in the interior of that car? Yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, first, I was picking some wheels for it. No, no, don't just don't change the interior. You got to look at it first because I picked it for on purpose. In that red color? Yeah. I picked that red color on purpose. You will see. Okay. Whoa. You, you on the interior? Yes. That's you all day long, bro. I'm <laughs> I nice. saw that. I like, right. I didn't know they had that option. I didn't either, but I picked it and that, whatever color came with it. <laughs> oh, I like this. Blonde City Weave Textile Iron Ore Decor Inlays. Exactly. Man, this is cool. This looks like a twill suit from the 1950s. This looked like one of them suits we'd had at your wedding rehearsal. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Oh, man, I like this thing. Dang it, Stanley. So, as much as I think you would enjoy driving a G70 on a daily basis, they do not sell that in a wagon, and you would always miss your wagon, right? Yep. But this car, I think, actually does fit you. On a daily basis, on a camping basis, because you can get off. This is the cross-country. This is a little off-road. It it got eight inches of ground clearance. Wow, I like this car, Stanley. It has the room for the, the the dog and stuff in the back. It is. I was like, man, why why doesn't the 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 one thing about this car that I don't think really fits your personality, but I think you'll be okay with it because your primary use for this car would be you know doing your what you do on a daily basis is. I don't think you'll be keen on the engine at first, but I think you'll like the engine. Like What's the engine in this? Supercharged, uh, turbocharged four. This is this is also a uh, hybrid. No, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, you cannot get the. Let me get over here to the summary. Double checking. Yeah. Double checking. For some reason, and I I can't remember if it's in this one. For some reason. You, they don't do the T8s in the cough countries. The T8 is the plug-in hybrid. So you can do the T6, which on the, on the V90, which is the turbocharged, supercharged motor. But this one is just a turbo four. And I think you'll be okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. I wouldn't want the hybrid. That's why I was asking, because I couldn't remember what their... They're T five six. That all that stuff's gone crazy now. It's like they kept their old stuff, but they made it so it didn't relate to anything. Yeah, the the T five is the turbo four. The T six is the turbo supercharged four. Okay. The T eight is the turbo supercharged hybrid plug-in hybrid four. Wow, it's all over the place. But yeah, this car fits you. 
Man, this was my fuck car. I was like, you would what's love your, So what's your butt? No, no, no. The, well, no butt? This, the G70, you would, with the twin turbo six, if they made that in a wagon, it would be perfect for you, but they don't make it in a wagon. That's the butt. It don't come in a wagon. Everything else about that car, I think you'll love. If they, if it came in a wagon, I think you'll love, I think you'll like that over this. But it doesn't. Are you saying the Infinity G70? No, no, the Genesis G70. Oh, the Genesis G70. I don't even know if I've seen the G70. I've seen the G90. The G90 is the big one. The, the G70 is the 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 three series C C series uh, C class fighter thingy. If they made that thing in a wagon, that car is it, like that Mercedes that you're looking at just now, but. That engine is not as complicated. It has real mechanical all-wheel drive in it. It the infotainment isn't crazy fuddy duddy. You got to deal with weird stuff type stuff, right? This just a right. it's a base. It's a luxury level car with with real functionality that you don't have to pay Mercedes and BMW numbers on it, and they pay for the maintenance for that car for five years. Wow. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, and then you don't even go do to do the maintenance. They come bring you another car, and they take your car away, and they swap them back out when you're done. Well, you know that's one of the things I liked about the Defender. I had the same offer from those guys. It's not an offer. It's a standard feature on all Genesis cars. Well, I mean, that's I'm saying that's what they the dealership was offering. I guess is what I meant to say. Not like they were offering me that. Uh, I want to look at this G70. I want to see this thing. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at the Volvo some more. I got hung up, and then they oh. had a thing, thing on there where I could try to win it. So I went ahead and filled that out. Yeah, I was I was sitting here. I was like, man, you I you you feel comfortable in a wagon as comfortable in a wagon as I feel in a sedan. Yeah, that G70 is a good looking car. If they, they are good, from what I understand, they're going to make a, the wagon available in Europe. But not here because you know Americans. Well, come on, Genesis. I mean, I understand the business case. I don't like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I guess we don't have to like it, do we? Yeah. But Ooh, look at that dark green. That's yeah. a nice color. And this is the same car that we talked about in the like our first podcast that came. Yeah. I was like, this car worked for you if it was a wagon. If but it was not. just a wagon. Yep. It is not. But that Volvo is. You know, I don't really like the interior so much on this one, though. Oh, uh, the Genesis? Or yeah, the, the, the Genesis. Oh, I definitely like that Volvo. Like, I'm not closing oh. that page. I'm going to have to look at that some more. That, no, that's the thing. But the Genesis isn't fancy. It's nice. It's luxurious, but it's not fancy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think the interior of that Genesis is really is really gonna wear. Uh, it's gonna age. I think it's gonna age better than like the new BMW interiors and stuff like that. Yes, it does have that tablet on the on the top, and that's I don't. You know, some people have their issues with that, but the rest of that interior is just nice. It ain't nothing pops out at you. Nothing. Jumping out, speaker grills ain't turning and doing none of that crazy stuff. It's just a nice car. Yeah. 
Man. And it has just so happened to have a 365 horsepower. I saw that. Yeah, that's a pretty stout engine. I saw that. All right. Well, well, that's a good that's a good one. I you know I'm gonna have to just close this Mercedes so I don't keep looking at it. All right, so what uh, transition? Because we had a good segue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me a transition. So here he is. Um, you know what else competes with that G70 and uh, the Volvo? BMW 3 Series. Yeah. BMW 3 Series is one of my favorite cars, car series lines ever. I wouldn't buy one. No? What's your butt on it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy a BMW 3 Series just for a lot of the reasons that you wouldn't buy that Mercedes. Because yep. at some point, I'm going to have to do maintenance on it. And, well, and the BMW 3 Series is not a cheap car no more. No, it's not. And you know what I was going to say is, I think you, for me, the butt on you buying a BMW, a new BMW, is a new one would never live up to nope. the, the emotional attachment that you have for the old one. You, you, you are a hundred percent correct. They don't make a new BMW. I don't care how fast or cool it is. They don't make a new BMW that within a month of you having it at some point while you were driving it in the back of your mind, you would go, I really wish this was like a 1994 yeah, they just don't feel the same no more. They and, don't. There's and, no analog feeling to them. Correct. I mean, I, I understand the benefits of doing electronic assist steering and all this other stuff and everything. It, 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 I get it. But at some point, I'm like, hey, but it's not. It doesn't feel the same no more. Right. And it, if and BMWs, they, I mean, they that's what they used to pride themselves on. They built a luxury car. That yep. was a sporting car. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. just don't do it. I remember Mercedes, the, the knock on Mercedes used to be, it was, it was, it was too nice to, con- it wasn't a sport, you know, it wasn't sporty enough. And that's like, like the muscle car thing. I, you, they just put a big motor in it. And that, that doesn't make it sporty. You know, I remember uh, years ago, they used to, they did the commercial where Mercedes first did the air suspension and stuff. It's like BMW is like, well, if you just designed a better chassis, you wouldn't need air suspension. <laughs> you know I mean? Right. You know, hey, I just sent you two more links. I'm looking at the first one right now. That's the Ooh. reason why I wouldn't buy a three series. Well, yeah, Cause that's because the that's, two series is a thing. <laughs> and it's and it's better. Yeah. It's like, hey. You save a manual with the good brown interior. Man, this this one is the ticket, except for it's the ticket getter red color. Did you see the price of my car? Yeah, $31,000. $31,000 does not get you in a 3 Series. No, no, no. Nope. And the car that I just sent $31,000 doesn't even get you like a five-year-old 3 Series. Yeah. Well, uh, it gets you one. You know, high miles on it. And the the the, the cheerleader that used <laughs> to drive it that her parents got it for. 
Man, you know. this is a good looking M240i. I like that. That's a good looking car. That car is like little muscle car thing, kind of like we were talking about last week. Yep. And it's as small as the other, um, the older BMWs. Hey, you see where that is in Hickory? <laughs> yeah that that dealership they um they are known for having a very good taste in cars. I see their stuff regularly. Um, they have they have a nice selection of cars. The reason, as much as I can respect the 3 Series for being what it is and growing into the thing it is, it's not the BMW I fell in love with. This is the BMW I fell in love with. It just has a different name, man. Right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's the truth. And really, wheelbase and length and all that, I mean, it really is the BMW you fell in love with. Yeah. So, I love your 3 Series, but 2 Series got my heart right now. And the other reason was is on that second link is the car that you also that we that we just so happen to go to the web page for. Yep. Was why pay why pay that much money for a a three forty? Because I'm not going if you go M three now you're eighty thousand ninety thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go M forty when you can just get a G seven. Yeah, this G70 is pretty nice. I mean, the gear shifter looks like it came out of an Optima, but the oh, but it does have heated and cooled seats. It does have a pretty good sized trunk. Um, and th- this one right here that I sent you is thirty four thousand dollars. Yeah, so it ain't it ain't far removed from the price of that of that two series. It has the daggone it has the twin turbo V six in it, and. I'm cool with that. I, I, and I wouldn't have to chase the deck. I wouldn't have to chase maintenance. Because even when you, uh, and I know I know this because I know somebody who did this, who bought who went and bought a uh, used Genesis. Yeah. And then went, then went to go get the car uh, serviced at the dealership. They registered him down. They, they treat that car like it's a new car. Yeah. And he gave him all the perks that as if he bought that car. They looked up the, the purchase date and everything. It's like it doesn't matter if you're the original owner. We're gonna treat the, you're, you're you're the owner now, and we're gonna treat you that way. That's nice. But yeah, and so as much as I love the three series and old M threes and things like that, I couldn't buy it today because it ain't the car that it, it's it's not the car that it used to be. It's just not, and they make the two series. Hey, you know, um, you know that uh, dealership that I, I like to share stuff with uh, or from on a regular basis. Uh-huh. That that's uh, got a location in Nashville and a location in uh, uh-huh. Virginia. Are you about to tell me something crazy? I'm about to send you a link. I want you to click on it and uh, tell me what you're seeing since we had just talked about this vehicle. Uh, so I had a saved because why does this coming in? I have a I have a saved. I would buy this, but but it doesn't fit in the forty thousand dollar category or none of that. You know how we always talk about Teslas and all this other stuff. Yes. I couldn't buy a Tesla. You can't find a used one for forty thousand dollars, or no. you just couldn't buy one. I couldn't buy a Tesla. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you why I couldn't buy a Tesla. Why? It's for one thing, the the, the the butt is almost one of its advantages. 
Because when something goes wrong on that car, which it will, you don't have somebody to go back to. Yeah. So not having a dealership network or more service places and things hurts it. Yeah. Because, like, I I would buy a Tesla Model 3, but I would rather buy the Audi whatever. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, this dealership got everything, bro. (laughs) They got it all. They got it all, buddy. Hey, you can go get one now. Yeah, I like this one too. I don't, I don't like that interior too much, but well, man, that interior—it was this car was built in the eighties, and that interior came from. Uh, this car was built in the nineties, and that interior came from the eighties. Yes. Oh man, I haven't seen a single dead head unit in a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But oh man, how much oh, do you love car. this thing? I'm gonna put this on the links for this episode. That's how much I <laughs> it is a 2001 Isuzu V-Cross for nineteen thousand nine hundred dollars. With the big old 3.5 liter V6 in it, automatic four-wheel drive with all the off-roading goody parts. This thing only has seventy thousand miles on it, Stanley. Hey, scroll down the page a little bit. See the yellow one. See the yellow one. <laughs> That one's not for sale, though. That's in his private collection. That's got yeah. the chrome wheels on it, and I think that's an Iron Man edition. I think that's uh, the only way you got that yellow with the chrome wheels. Yeah. I haven't seen one of these things on the road in a minute. Oh, well, oh, listen, one of, the th- one of the things I loved about these vehicles is they were ahead of their times. Yeah. They, I mean, lock and diffs. Um, I think it was like the first SUV ever to be sold with like 18 or 19-inch wheels on it. Um, as standard, like there were a lot of features on this that are now standard fare for a sport utility vehicle that were like kind of crazy and cutting edge when this vehicle came out. Yeah, I I agree with you. Sometimes a company will make, take that, they, they know they need to do something bold and they make that bold step and they end up suffering for it initially. And then everybody copies them in in the next generation vehicle. I mean, we talked about, how you don't like the uh, the Jeep Cherokee, right? When it first came out with the divorce yeah, yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now with 17 vehicles on the road, they got that. That's a good point. <laughs> but they the, people didn't like it so much, they changed it two years later, and now it's 17 new vehicles with that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, but real quick on that Tesla thing, dude. I was like, it'll be... And then they got, from what I understand... They have, you have to wait on parts all the time. You got to get it to the dealer. You have to wait extended time for the, for the, for the, for them to, to, to make the repairs. Yeah. Or they send somebody out to do the repairs or to assess it. And then they come back to do the repairs. Yeah. Or like, uh, the one that's on, on one of the, uh, YouTubers that we, uh, that yeah, we T- enjoy. TFL. Yeah. It like, why is there no, you put the emergency release for the back door it, what? inside inside the plastic. Yeah, it's the craziest thing. Yeah, you know who would never do that? Toyota. Any car maker. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Every car maker. Every, yeah, all of them. So instead of buying that, I really would buy that Volvo because 
it's when something goes wrong with it and something went wrong with all of them. Yep. <laughs> they come, hey, Volvo is coming to get that car. There is somewhere to go. Is a dude to go talk to that yep. you know ain't far away from you. When when Audi released their EVs and stuff, if something goes wrong with that car because it's going to be a first-generation car, Audi is going to own it, and they're going to come deal with it. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Or, you know, you get in a wreck because oh, accidents happen. They're going to have them parts available. They're not going to have them hiccups that yeah. Tesla has. Yeah. Well, they're not going to – you're not going to pay somebody to go in and repair the, you know, whatever car and find that parts of the, you know, underpinnings have been cobbled together with staples and wood blocks, which is happening with Tesla owners currently. Um, yeah. Or, so, uh, or it has Pontiac, not Pontiac, Saturn Ion, yes. Saturn S levels of panel gaps in it. Uh, you know? yeah. yeah, that's another thing. I, I respect Tesla, and I know uh, Neil, our friend, he loves that car, and he wants it to get... I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't buy a Model... I wouldn't buy a Model X, I wouldn't buy a Model 3, and I would not buy a Model Y. The, the one that I would consider is the Model S. Yeah. Because it's like, you know what? We can't mess up this one. <laughs> well, and they've been they've been making it long enough that yeah. they, you know, there's not really been a lot of changes done to the vehicle yeah. either. I mean, it's, it's it's basically the same vehicle um, as it started out life. So it's just they've improved upon stuff, yeah. you know. So the longevity actually really helps it. Yeah, didn't they take that third seat um, option out of the um, Model Three? Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. I think it's still coming for the Model Y, though. Yeah. Oh, other other reason, and I put this on here because I, I wrote this down because I wanted to make sure I said it. I don't want to drive an iPhone. Hmm. Yes. And you like technology more than me, so. I don't want to drive an iPhone. I want my iPhone. Well, I don't have an iPhone. I want to be able to plug in my iPhone on my phone and give me maps that update for free, but I don't want to drive it. Yes. I'm a, I agree a hundred percent. So if I had a choice and if the Taycan Taycan didn't cost $300 million, yep. better car, all the be- way better car, the, the Audi is going to come out. It's going to be better. It's not going to be, it may not be as fast, but that fast don't make you better. All the time. <laughs> Right, it's like, oh, this car is better because it has one tenth of a zero to sixty time. But no, no, it does not. No. <laughs> what 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 are you making that face for? Oh man, I'm sorry. I, I'm about to send you. I just I sent you something a minute ago, but I'm about to send you another one. Um, I'm just kind of perusing here. You're not gonna believe this one. I see what I see that is an LS four hundred right here. Well, that was that was the first one I sent you, but look at the mileage on that LS four hundred. They just yeah. got it, so there's not a lot of pictures on it. But I'm fixing to send you the second one. Twenty what? How in the world? Yeah, twenty one thousand miles. How, on. That it? car will last forever. Yeah. Holy how? Where would I want to know where these people get cars from? They find some obscure stuff that's been hiding in underground garages in Japan or something. I don't know what they do. 
This Thank car you. used to own uh, used to be owned by the church lady, and all she did was go from home to church. That's it. That's all that's she did. It. That's all she did. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one that. That's what it actually was done with it. Oh man, my! Uh, I, I remember when these cars came out, and I was like, "This." You know, I, I watched a documentary on this, these cars when they came out. You know that Toyota got sued when they came out with this car in the with first the, generation? For the LS400? Yeah. They got sued by auto manufacturers because they thought they were, they were deflating the price of the car. Really? So they, they thought it should, not, be, it co- yeah. should cost more. It's like, there's no way you're building that car for and making money off of it, you have to be purposely losing uh, losing money to make us have to drop our prices down to be competitive and all this other stuff. It's like no, wow, you just wow, know how to wow. build a car. That's crazy. I didn't realize that there was that much uh, issue behind it. Oh man, you know if there's a way to sue somebody. They're gonna people. Oh, gonna yeah, people gonna figure out right, what's this next one that you. Ooh. Right now, you know why my face did what it did. Hey, so um, oh, we should do the podcast. Hey. Yeah, we're still doing the podcast. <laughs> this is still going. We were talking about things I should buy, but but now I just keep finding things that I I need to buy. Yeah. So um, podcast people. All right. So what we're listening, what we're looking at right now is so let me think back mid nineties and everybody was coming out with luxury versions of something yep yep and honda did it with acura yep and then they dropped this car in the world called the honda the, the acura legend the acura legend it, it was a game changer that car well it was that car in the lexus sc it was like oh, oh it was it was aspirational because, I mean... Good, <laughs> good word usage, Stanley. It was, could, could, but to be real, I mean, when we were kids and stuff, I mean, we looked at BMWs and Lamborghinis and Mercedes and stuff. It's like, yeah, we can't afford one of them. But you know what? We can get that really nice Honda right there. <laughs> yes, yes. And and I love the Legend. I think this is such a good-looking car. Now, I sent this one to you for one reason above all others, and it is the interior it has the good japanese cloth and carpet look oh, at the yeah. interior on that car oh, so when I one of the cars i had when i was in japan like so other things that you know in over there they sell cars that they don't sell here so they had the they had the accord that caught the ascot yep. and then the legend right yep and i had an ascot i did, were you wearing an ascot while you're driving no. your ascot? Because no, because I don't. The, re- the reason I got it is because I couldn't get a legend. Right. <laughs> you know, I couldn't get a legend. Oh man, because they they are like the it is ninety percent the same car. Yeah, it is. Oh man, I had these. I had these same seats, man. I I was dating this girl. At the time, she's a motherfucker. <laughs> this is this was the car, and all of them used to click. At, when you get to hundred click, they used to start beeping at you and stuff. Oh. You just took me back. I, I, if you, I just sent you another one too. 
We yeah. are never we are never stopping this podcast. No, this is the never end. This is the podcast that never yeah. ends. Yeah, this is. I'll make this the last one, but yeah, it, because you were mentioning as I was looking at it, I had to send it to you. Yo. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's the other one, right? So in Japan, they didn't get the idea of these luxury brands. So Acura never really happened um, until the new NSX. And then um, like Lexus. Lexus didn't really happen. It came it like it, 15, 20 years later. Right. It, it eventually made its way. But for the longest time, the Japanese automakers didn't think that there was a market for a premium luxury brand under a different name like if you wanted a luxury toyota you just bought a crown limo and you had a luxury toyota you didn't have to buy a, a lexus so all, all the all not the everybody not everybody bought crown limos because that car if there has ever been a thing called an aspirant that people aspire to in toyota it's that thing yeah. but continue yeah. i'm sorry i mean i just went for, i shot for the moon so but so so cars that we bought in America or that were sold in America under premium names like Lexus and Acura, um, they were sold under the standard name brands. You know, even the NSX was the Honda NSX in Japan and not the Acura NSX. So the car I just sent Stanley, a nineteen ninety two Toyota Soarer GTTL, um, is a Lexus, which he said, a Lexus SC four hundred. So it's oh, the t- yeah you just the, had to say it like that back then too. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so this is the 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 I think it's a single or no, it's the twin turbo two J. Yep. No, this is a one J. Sorry, this is a one J Z uh, GTE. So that's what I was it's, getting. To. It's I was a getting super to the with a fix. it's a super with a back seat. Yeah, yeah. They made another car. Oh, see, we're gonna be here all night. Oh. Sorry, to, <laughs> sorry to take us down the Japanese rabbit hole, but. The, it, I have, you know, I used to not be the biggest fan of JDM vehicles, but somehow in the last like 10 years, I have, I have really developed a passion for Japanese domestic vehicles. They just, they're cool. Yeah. And because, I mean, when we were younger, man, I mean, you were all about VW and Audi and Porsche and things like that. And I love BMW and all, but. I had just come back from Japan. So I, cause I mean, that was deep into the sport compact car thing. Yes. And I think I've said it on here before, while we in America was over here modifying Honda Civics, they were, they were modifying Nissan Sentras. Yes. Everything else in the Nissan lineup. Cause usually you got a bigger engine then you didn't have to mess around with VTEC and you could just That's a good point. stuff on it. Yep. Oh, Japanese. Oh, where do you be finding these websites, uh, dude? I'm telling <laughs> you, I have got, I have got the bookmarks of some obscure websites. I, I just, I don't know, man. I just kind of stumble upon these things. Uh, another fun fact: I, I said a car. Um, Bill said a car a second ago about uh, the Toyota Crown. So there's like three of them or some crazy number like that outside of the United States. Because they, they just don't let them outside of the, of the United States. They don't break. Those cars have, they don't, they don't, they they decided to not put leather in them. 
and they wanted to put so they put cloth in them because Japanese people believe cloth is more luxurious because it's yep. softer and stuff like that. But they didn't just put regular cloth. Well, first of all, have you ever sat in the back seat of like a four door Skyline? Uh, it is yeah. like being in a sofa. It is not like it, it's just such a different. I mean, their cloth seats were luxurious. Yeah. All right, I couldn't help it. I sent you a third Japanese vehicle that was sold as a different brand in the U.S. I was looking through this website trying to find something. But yeah, so um, the seats in the Gloria? Yep. Are, not, not the Gloria, the Crown or wool. Right, they're like a really tight woven wool. It is. I've never sit in it, obviously, because I ain't got that kind of money. Yeah, I've never but, been in one either. But I've been in cars that were right below that, and I couldn't imagine how it got better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm about to hear another link. Yep. Dude, this might take, I don't know how long this podcast is about to be. but it's probably, I don't either. Uh, yeah, it's going on and on. Yeah, I remember these. I couldn't say the name of them. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was hoping you were gonna pronounce it so it's a 95 toyota celsior yeah, ucf 21 type c basically what you need to know is it's a lexus uh ls 400 but this and this has the um one uz or one uz uh v8 out of the land cruiser um the 4.7 liter so there was i'm looking for it on this website see if they have one there was a Toyota car that it looked similarly to a Corolla, but it was front engine, wheel drive, and it had the same, it had the super motor in it. Super motor. It shared motors and stuff with supers. Yeah, they've got one. It's the Toyota Aristo 3.0. It's, it's got the 2J in it. Oh, where is it? Yeah, it's up near the top. Well, maybe five lines down or so. The front end looks like a Corolla, but it's rear wheel drive and it's got the 2J in it. I'm gonna find it. I'm probably went back. It's above that Toyota Soar. It's it's above the it's right beside a a blue Toyota MR2 GTS. That that should stand out. Yeah. The the MR2 is middle of the road. So no, not even that car. There was a it was another car. I'm gonna find it. I'm it's gonna it's probably gonna take me a second. <laughs> oh, okay. But, I thought that was the one it was because that one kind of looks like a Corolla in the front. That was that ended up being the GS three hundred. That car that you're looking at right now. Now, if you if you scroll down through their list of stuff they've sold, they've got some really cool stuff. But we're we 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 have digressed way off topic. All right, yeah, let's, let's wrap up this podcast of things we would buy, but because I think we've gotten into the things we would buy if we had the budget to just buy up a bunch of Japanese cars yeah. from the nineties. JDM 90s. cars, J- JDM cars from the nineties. Maybe that should be a whole podcast where we just talk about cars we wish we had from the nineties from Japan. And we can do another one with about Europe because we like yeah. that stuff too. Yeah, that's a good or point. Australia. Hmm. Mm, mine are all going to be four wheel drive. I as I would 
they would be. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, dude, uh, see, this is this is more see for all you people who thought that we were uh not structured enough on previous podcasts. Yes. This is what we sound like normally. Yes. This, <laughs> like this is this is how a phone conversation with us always went about cars and 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 then we would just be like, well did you see this? Did you hear about this? What about this? And yeah. and it would just this like and then all of a sudden one of our wives would be like, hey, you've been on the phone for three hours. Uh it's it's time for you to do something else. And and now we're just recording it and sharing it with all you people that are willing to listen to us. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for listening to us. Yes, thank you. Until next time. I love you, Bill. I love you, Stanley. See you later. Out.